What's going on, Cowboys Nation? It's a good morning for my good people. Welcome to AZ Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness, Freeman Mazda, Hyundai. I am your host, Wilt. Skywalker still. Boom! Shout out to my bomb squad in the building. It is Tuesday, and today I know it's the start of minicamp. We got some minicamp updates we'll get to. Not even updates. We got a little news to talk about with that. But I thought it was time. It was time to start talking about this running back room fully. State of the unit is back. We're talking Cowboys running backs from the bottom of the roster all the way to the top. And yes, I'll seriously discuss Ryan Nall. I'll be serious today. As, as much as I can be toxic, I'll be serious about one Ryan no, so we'll talk about everybody from the undrafted all the way to Ezekiel Elliott, and we got a couple, uh, not a couple, one update in regards to minicamp. Uh, it does start today for the Dallas Cowboys, so hopefully we get some updates from minicamp. And if we do so, uh, if we do, maybe tomorrow we can actually get an insider on the show and talk about that. <laughs> Y'all killing me, man! But shout out to the Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad. We got trade building toxic Tom Professor O Sully Gregory TC915 Stephen White Gotti baby was good toxic Tom of course of of course toxic was going to be here today I mean of all the days to be here this is the day for you sir because we're taking your guy seriously today uh Matt Goddix King Element Big H uh JA Jesse Falls T Smooth TV was goody King Element in the building, the king of the zingers, man. That's what I'm about to give you that nickname, king of the zingers. C. Burleson, uh, what else we got up in the building here over on YouTube? We got more, mm, I don't know how to pronounce that, man. 0101, you got to help me out with that one, brother. Derek Fisher was good. Uh, Mr. Bruce Wayne in the building. Alpha Mason, Connor Collins, Primetime Phil, the other Twan, Swain in the building, Captain America, Lamitra. Sin City, A. Lou, Mike G, and many more coming through. What's up, AJ? Uh, Jake the Great in the building. Over here on Facebook, Roger, Bill Pugh, uh, well, CJ Richards, of course, is in the building. I appreciate y'all. Cedric Betts, who else we got in here? I just noticed Toxic says, guys, say his name. <laughs> y'all killing me with this dude. Linda Chavez, Chuck P, uh, and many more coming through on Facebook. Hey, if y'all missed today's show, you can run it back on all of the podcasting platforms. What's up, What's up Michael uh, Hooper? Did y'all catch the finals game last night? I, I watched game five. Pretty exciting game five. Jordan Poole with that uh, third quarter ending. For them to win without Steph going off, I thought he was going to go off again for the rest of the series. Pretty impressive. They need one more victory. I hope this thing goes seven, though, because it's a, it's a fun final series. And... That's it. Once it's over, you, you get this weird spot in, in professional sports where baseball is still kind of in like their mid early stages or what have you. Uh, I know we'll get the we'll get the all star break for for baseball here soon. And then, you know, no football. Football is about to go on a break, a hiatus after these next couple days. Uh, basketball is over. Ain't no college 
football, you know, none of that stuff. So it's going to get real weird. So I'm hoping this thing stretches all the way to game seven. I know Tino. I think Warriors will win it in six, but I want I want it to go seven. Just just let this thing go seven, Cowboys Nation. That's what I'm talking about. What's up, Frankie? Uh, Professor O says, yes, game six, Clay showed up in the second half. Random, man. I was watching Clay yesterday with his headband on and his hair. And I was like, yo, that he looked like a little dicky. Am I tripping? Can y'all go check that? He looks like Lil Dicky. And it's just strange because if you watch the show, Dave, it's hard to I don't want to think about Lil Dicky on the spot. He's a wild man. He's a wild man. Trey said, look in my eyes and say, I will not, I will not talk about that man until it's time to get to Ryan. No. Then we'll bring him up. But we're going to talk about everybody. So y'all hold tight. We got again some news in the roundup. Also, another reason why the Cowboy fans need to win. Okay? We need to win. So let me just get straight to the roundup so I can see what the hell I'm talking about. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It is time for... It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. This is the Morning Roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness, a solution for your fitness goals. Where they're more than just a fitness club, they provide state-of-the-art tools, support, and resources you need to achieve your goals. It's that time, ladies and gentlemen, to take your fitness journey seriously. And if you're in the DFW area, why not start at Texas Family Fitness? Hit up any of the 13 different locations or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. I was strolling the Twitter streets yesterday, and we'll we'll hop back on the Twitter streets here in a second. And y'all see this weather, man? This is why we need to freaking win, man. I'm tired of being the butt of the jokes as a cowboy fan. But did you see this weather man? He I guess he was a sportscaster that they said, hey, go do some weatherman stuff. And he just decided to troll us. For those who missed it, because not everybody has Twitter. Not everyone cares about Twitter or cares about this kind of stuff. But just take a listen to the weatherman yesterday uh, talking about the Dallas Cowboys and, and the weather. And now we look at our 10-day forecast. It's looking a little bit like those Dallas Cowboys is peaking in the 90s. Hold up, player. Why we got to catch the stray bullets? If you missed it, listen again. And now we look at our 10 Day forecast is looking a little bit like those Dallas Cowboys is peaking in the 90s. First of all, sir, we wasn't shit in 98 and 99. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, God, man. I mean, I'm not like really upset. It's just annoying. Like, can we win? I'm tired of this. We're getting, we're getting trolled by weathermen. I just wanted y'all to see that. That's all. Just wanted y'all to see that. We'll move on. Hey, uh, the Dolphins, man. Report came out by Albert Breer that the Dolphins are throwing the bag at Sean Payton. Or threw the bag at Sean Payton. Four years. $100 million deal to be their next head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Now, I wonder if Mike McDaniels is like... Hello? <laughs> hey. 
why we got to drop all that information right now, man? I, so, so I was your second choice, right? So, uh, but no, I get it, right? Sean Payton's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame. That's just how it goes. But to me, this is like, okay, maybe the Cowboys will have competition for Sean Payton. I don't think that was, if they decided to go after him, I don't think that's anything new. I don't think Sean Payton was going to be a, a head coach candidate for one team and one team only if he decides to want to coach. So, you know, if they're throwing four years, $100 million at Sean, and he said no, which maybe we got to dig a little bit deeper. There was a podcast I think he talked about this on. Why did he say no? That's interesting. Uh, but I think Dallas, if if Jerry wanted Sean Payton, he would have matched that deal or came above it. But, in, in, you know, at any rate, there will be competition if the Cowboys want to go get Sean Payton. There'll be competition. But I think he'll be here if that's the case. And a lot, not a lot of Cowboy fans are all for that. People, people believe Sean Payton is already on this team and his name is Mike McCarthy. I would disagree in a way. I know their resumes are similar, but I just think as coaches, they're different. I, th- I think Sean Payton technically would be better for this offense than uh, Mike McCarthy. And I like Mike. It's just, uh, hey, brother, you, you see hot right now. It's hot. And then finally, the, the real Cowboys news uh, of the day. According to Tom Palacero, let me go ahead and bring this up. Uh, franchise tagged tight end Dalton Schultz will report to minicamp today per sources. Uh, no deal was imminent, but contract talks have picked up in recent days. Schultz already signed his tenure or his tenure, his tender, lock him in at $10.9 million salary for 2022 if no deal is reached by July 15th. Um, we talked about this last week. We figured Dalton Schultz would be heading to camp, mini camp, definitely training camp, but mini camp because the amount of money it's going to cost him to not show up is just entirely too much for a guy. I know he's getting $11 million, but it can add up. So listen to how much he'd be fine. This is for just minicamp. Day one, about $16,000. Day two, thirty about $32,000. Day three, about $48,000. And it can be maxed out at ninety-six dollars to $97,000 for the day if he misses uh, minicamp. I'm pretty sure that number goes way up. And in fact, it is. I, I heard the number on the radio the other day for training camp. And this is not this is a fourth round pick who hasn't got a big deal. I just don't think he would have sat out like that. This wouldn't have been a Ezekiel Elliott holdout. And we were talking about this uh, last week as well. Before teams could say, hey, come on in. We'll get rid of these fines. That's not the case anymore. So the odds of Dalton Schultz really missing time were, was very slim to none. It was very slim to none. Uh, but that's the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Real quick question before we, we move on. Do you think the Dallas Cowboys will sign Dalton Schultz to a long-term deal before July 15th? Yes or no? You tripping if you don't want Sean? That man is a savant. I Yeah, I'd be all for Sean Payton, to be honest with you. We talked about wanting head coaches that can cause some friction up there. We need coaches that cause friction in that front office because you can't can't keep letting them run amok. And I think Sean Payton would do that. 
remember, Sky, there isn't a check that Jerry would not write. Yeah. There's a check that Jerry won't write. But this man. Get the money, y'all. There's poor people around. <laughs> What's your bro? That man, I don't trust. Uh, absolutely not. Gregory, no. In regards to signing, do, do we think the Cowboys will sign him to a long-term deal? A lot of you guys are on a no. Gene says yes. Swain, that's, man, my guts. Swain says, no, nah, I don't think so. But it's Steven and Jerry, so man. I was thinking about this when I was uh, drawing up this question for y'all. I'm like, I don't think they should. I think they should allow this franchise tag to play through, see how he plays, actually really see how um, Jake Ferguson plays. And if Jake Ferguson looks good and you got your answer, you don't have to pay $15, $16 million to Dalton Schultz uh, next year. But I think they should let this play out. But if Tom is saying there's contract talks, I wonder if they're really trying to get a deal done, man. And, I think it's hard to believe that a deal will be done for less than $12 million. 14, 15, they could be asking for that, but but I think the Cowboys can come back and say, well, if you go look at Hunter Henry, if you go look at John o. Smith, and I know y'all say, well, look at the stats, that's just kind of the hardball. So I think they would find a middle ground. But 15, if, they, if he really truly won 14, 15, 16, he can kick rocks, I mean. Maybe I'll get blocked because I just said that. But I'm just seriously, I'm not doing that. Take that money, go put. Hell, I don't know that I'd do it for twelve. But hey, you know, this is this is this is how it is in the NFL. This is how negotiations go. So I I will say no. I don't think they'll do it because I think they want to see or they should want to see what Jake Ferguson looks like and see Schultz play on the on the tag. Hell, they did it for Dak. They made Dak play on the tag. They made uh d law playing the tag they made anthony spencer play on the tag you mean to tell me franchise quarterback franchise defense and anthony spencer kind of similar to this situation but those two guys got to play on the tag but you're going to get a deal done with schultz he don't got to prove it to you on the tag boy if that happens this franchise is more ass backwards than i've ever imagined ever uh trey says eight is the max for me there's zero reason why we should have yeah well yeah, Michael. Well, here we are. Here we are. All right. If y'all want to call into the show, you can. 351-999-3787 is calling line. 351-999-3787. Today, we're talking about the running backs. And obviously, Dalton Schultz, too. So if you want to call in for that, you can. Hey, it's minicamp today. I'm not quite sure if these guys suit up between today and the 17th. When I say suit up, I mean pads i can't remember if that's the case uh i do know if they do suit up with pads and they're not allowed to they'll they'll lose a day in training camp like the cba is is they're not playing no more they're not playing with y'all out here in these streets if you mess up if you messed up last year they'll take a day away this year so uh we got to get some information on that maybe professor oak could let me in on that um regardless though i hope there's some type of footage we can get if not we'll try to get some folks that are down there on the show to get bird's eye view of the situation. But I wanted to start off today with the running backs because coming out of not training camp, but coming out of the OTAs, 
one of the biggest storylines was Tony Pollard. And we'll get to Tony Pollard uh, later. But one of the things that you didn't hear a lot about, and again, it's no pads, really not much going on, but I didn't hear about the backup backups. Zeke is Zeke. TP is TP for the most part, but he's he's kind of getting some buzz because he's being everywhere. But I didn't hear about the rest of the room. So uh, let's kind of see if we can get to know the rest of the room a little bit. And here's what the running back stable looks like behind Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. We're going to start with the undrafted guys. Aaron Shamplin, Shamplin and Malik Davis. Now, neither of these guys are going to wow you, right? None of them are going to uh, make you jump out your chair or what have you. They're undrafted for a reason. Um, their careers in college weren't crazy. Now, Champion had, I think, a better career than Malik, but neither had this eye-popping career in college. But uh, Champlin comes from Harvard, so obviously he's a smart dude, right? And last year, he rushed for over 800 yards and had 12 total touchdowns. Standing at about 5'9", 194 pounds, to me, he's more of a scat back. I don't, I don't really see him being anything more than that, but we've had those type of guys here in Dallas. So, you know, if that's the type of dude they want as RB3, he could, he could compete for that role. That's not really where I'm looking at RB3 for, but... Uh, if he has a he has a chance because I don't think behind TP and Zeke there is a bona fide one a one a guy at RB three. I think there's open competition and Champlin, Champlin could could compete for it. Now Malik Davis he comes from a more prestigious college, right? Florida in regards to sports, he comes from Florida, and he stands about five ten. Over 200 pounds. He's closer to 205. I don't know if he's quite 210, but they list him at 210. So, hey, we'll go with 210. Interesting career. Uh, he played five years at Florida. And in 2017, he really popped as a freshman. He had over 500 rushing yards in seven games. But then he's he had got a knee injury or some type of season-ending injury. I don't want to say knee. It was a season-ending injury that knocked him out the rest of the year. Then the next year, his season was cut short again with another season-ending injury, to, and he only played three games. But he kind of put those behind him, and he played in the following 36 of the team's 37 games between 2019 and 2021. If you you if you heard 2017 as his freshman year, I'm, that's not a typo. That's not a misread. A, you didn't miss here. He's a five-year guy, super senior, one of those guys I think that took advantage of of the COVID rules uh, from last year to come back, and rightfully so. Uh, he had he never really quite stood out to the point of taking over at Florida, um, but he said, I'm going to come back. I'm going to do my pro day because he wasn't invited to the combine, and he had a decent pro day. Uh, in regards to his broad jump and his vertical, now his 40, y'all not going to like his 40. He ran an unofficial 471. But I think that came down to about a 4.66, which, again, isn't impressive. Um, but overall, his career at Florida, he had 284 rushes for 1,470 yards and eight touchdowns in five years. Uh, 70 receptions, 726 yards and two touchdowns. So, again, not anything eye-popping between the undrafted guys. But they've got a shot because the Cowboys really haven't 
address that part of the team. Now, last year, they were kind of forced to because a guy we'll get to later on in the show. Um, they were forced to go out and get a Corey Clement. And I think it paid dividends. Corey had a block punt that resulted in a touchdown. He played a ton of special teams. Um, and then when he had to fill in against the Washington football people, I think he did a solid job. So did he score against the Eagles? I know we had about 25 people score uh, last year, and I think Corey might have been one of them. But do you guys think, before we move on to the rest of the list, do you guys think Aaron Champlin, if I'm saying that right, and Malik Davis, I think one of those guys can crack the roster. I know it's a very broad question. A lot of things have to happen. Uh, but we got some fans of these guys, specifically Malik Davis. You guys think one of those guys can crack the roster? Uh, so he did score. Okay. Tino said Malik ain't that shifty or fast. Uh, bad comparison to Lance. Who compared him to Lance Dunbar? Interesting. No, I wouldn't compare Malik to Lance. I mean, if you're going to compare some one of those two dudes, it'd be Aaron to Lance. Malik's more of a plotter. Um, he wants to smoke in regards to contact. I don't really see him being a shifty guy. Let's see here. Professor O. Gregory say no. Craig said no. Uh, TC says like Davis. Clement's not on the roster, Lamitra. He's a free agent. Jaw says not a chance. Yeah, I, you know, I had I wanted to talk about him. I wanted to bring him up. Now, again, we're talking in June. That's the beauty of, of when you do a show every day. You kind of got to talk about what is. You, you, you can't continue to always talk about things a year, six months from now. It kind of got to be about what is going on from day to day. And at this moment, I don't think either one of those guys can crack this roster uh, as we speak. Now, that doesn't mean they won't be on the practice squad or something like that. But that it would take a phenomenal preseason to do so. And we'll get to why I don't think. It's not just them. Uh, it's the guys in front of them, too. But it'll take a really good preseason, a really good training camp uh, to, to crack this roster. But the beauty of the running back position is you don't have to be 4-4 guy to be successful in the league, right? You don't have to be six foot two, 220 pounds to be successful in the league. So, you know, a 5'9 guy like Aaron and then kind of a more not as fast guy like Malik Davis, they have a chance in this league if they show other things like patience and vision and, and power and things like that. But it's going to take a big preseason, so I'm going to say no. We'll get to that in a second, Marcus. I got you. I got you. Promise. And here comes here comes Stephen White's lovable, lovable running back with the goggles from Hard Knocks, Jaquan Hardy, the cousin of Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, it is possible. It's possible. I just don't think it will. I think I think amongst this community, Stephen White, you just put a tag on Jaquan Hardy. I don't think he'd like the lovable goggled running back, Jaquan Hardy. Um, I like how Jaquan Hardy plays. Like I like how he runs, little dude. He got great balance. He was he was fun on Hard Knocks. He was fun in the preseason. Just real small dude, but I think Jaquan has more of a shot from from right now, obviously, than Malik and Aaron. But Jaquan Hardy did play a couple games last year, y'all. He played in three games last year. Uh, 
and only really told it to rock in the final game of the season that I call it that preseason type of game against the Eagles. And he was one of the 22 players that scored a touchdown um, in that season finale, not the season finale, but in the season in general. But where Hardy really showed his value last year in the three games he did play was special teams. Uh, Only played three games, but he saw 54 special team snaps. And from a percentage basis, he saw 73%, 66%, and 58% of special team snaps in those games. So he showed his willingness to be out there on that unit. And we talk about this a lot with down roster guys. You've got to be able to play special teams. We talked about the wide receivers last week and guys like uh, TJ Vasher and Simi Fehoko who aren't known special teams guys, but if they want to make this team, they probably are going to have to do some special teams things or be fantastic at wide receiver. Jaquan, for a guy who's kind of down on the roster, the fact that he's in good a little bit with Bones Fossil is massive for him. So uh, I think Jaquan Hardy can crack this roster, especially if they don't go out and get another guy. Like, remember I talked about, hey, Ryan, not Ryan, no. We'll talk about him. But um, Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman could be a guy the Cowboys could bring in. Has special teams experience. Has rushing experience. Pass catching experience. He's only 26 or 27 years old. Um, so I, I think I think Gallman could be a fantastic uh, RB3 for this team from a multitude of reasons. Experience and special teams and experience. Toting the rock in case one of those guys go down. Uh, I think Jaquan Hardy should get the first crack in preseason to get those extra carries. You know what I mean? I think Hardy and Dowdle, who we get to after this one, should get those. They should be sharing a lot of those uh, carries in preseason. Let those dudes battle it out. And obviously Ryan not too. But let those dudes battle it out and see what happens. Uh, yeah, Wayne Gallman. I, I like Wayne Gallman. A lot of people, when I made the video and uh, reposted it, they were like, oh, Wayne Gallman. I'm like, hey, y'all, go check him out. Not a bad player. Tizzy said, who was the best special teams player? Uh, probably, it'll probably be between Nall and Rico, I'd imagine. From experience standpoint, Ryan Nall, but, and we'll get to that. Tino says, I'm team little dude, always pulling for the smaller guys, uh, but he ain't making a roster. He, if I had to ask y'all that same question, do you think he'd make it? I'll, I'll say no. But I think he has a greater chance than he did last year. And obviously a better chance than the other two guys. <laughs> Can't deal with you. All right, next up, Rico Dowdle. Very interesting guy here because he showed a lot of promise in his rookie year out of South Carolina. And then he was looking pretty decent in that. Pittsburgh game. We all were excited about Rico as an RB3 because he showed some of that special teams ability in 2020 in that crazy year. And we kind of liked his running style. His running style was tough as nails type of guy. But then something that's kind of been dogging him his whole career and since college, I mean, is injuries. Injuries crept up, right? He got that hip injury that sidelined him for the entire 2021 season. And then most recently, He's been sidelined due to a um, 
I believe he got knee surgery, so he won't be available until training camp. And again, this isn't anything new with Rico. He dealt with injury issues in college, too. So it's, you know, this is unfortunate for him because you you need to be out there. When you're a guy that's on the fringe of making a team, you, you got to be out there. Uh, fortunately, he will, though, come training camp unless something goes bad. But he will be out there during training camp. If I had to, if in my opinion, uh, if he's healthy and he doesn't get injured, I think he's the front runner to make this roster or should be the front runner to make this roster um, for at the RB3 position. He's got the most experience between Rico and the guys below him from an RB3 standpoint. Um, now, it's the guy above him who we'll get to in a second. Um, in that season, though, his rookie year, he played 201 special team snaps. So that was over 50% of the special team snaps. But from a an actual running back standpoint, he only toted the rock, I think, seven times. He played 13 offensive snaps in that game, and most of them came in the game where Zeke missed the San Fran uh, contest. And he carried the ball for four, four carries for 11 yards in that game. So he really didn't get a, a lot of shots. Uh, his rookie season, which, again, you got TP, you got Zeke. That's not really going to happen. But, like I've, I always say, I want my RB3, for me at least, to be a guy that can play special teams and be a guy that if one of those guys goes down, I can give him the rock 10-plus times. That's the type of RB3 I want. Jaw says, enough with the hurt guys. Uh, Tino, I agree uh, Sky Rico for RB3 if he stays healthy. Yeah, if he's healthy, I, I just think he's the he's the most talented back on this on this team. Of those guys, he's the most talented guy. Problem is, the guy in front of him plays a lot of special teams. A lot of them. And he might be your fullback. So they might not carry, they might not carry an extra regular running back. They might say, Ryan, you have a potential to do both. And let's just talk about him right quick. Since we already been teasing it, and I said I'd be serious about Ryan Nall, and I will be serious in all seriousness. Uh, the Cowboys signed Ryan Nall as one of their big three free agent acquisitions. Um <laughs> And they signed him probably to a league minimum deal, one-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. So Ryan Nall, who is Ryan Nall? He comes from Oregon State, where he actually ran the rock a lot. Had over 2,000 career rushing yards and over 300 carries, and he played actual running back. He was listed as a running back in Chicago, but he ain't do much running. He has uh, 16 career touches in three seasons with the Bears. Now, Dallas signed him and list him as a fullback. But here's why, and, and with all seriousness, I'd make all these jokes. Here's why he may have the heads up on all these guys. Is he has some versatility to be a fullback and a running back. That means if they truly want to carry a fullback, which it's not like Kellen uses one, but whatever. If they truly want to carry one. He can do that. But if one of these guys goes down, he technically was a running back in college, too, and was listed as a running back in Chicago and did some running back things in preseason, not much in the regular season. So 
the versatility could give him a leg up on all these guys and not to mention special teams. I mean, you want to talk about the most experienced special teams guy. It's Ryan. Oh, uh, 2019, he played 137 snaps. 2020 he played 294 in 2021. He played 146 snaps. So in all seriousness with Tom, because I know we have fun with this. I am very curious. Is this a bit on Ryan all? Or do you truly think this dude is like a beast or something? Because I couldn't tell. Like it, right away, it kind of it kind of was a, a a bit, and we just rolled with it. But now we're we're all seriousness here, right? We're all business. We're all we're, you know. I'm trying to get a, a real grip on how y'all feel about Ryan Null besides the fun, because we gonna have fun with Ryan Null all the way until the roster cuts. Do you really think this dude is that dude? Like, I'm just curious. I, I need to know in all seriousness so I can know how to move. In, in all seriousness. <laughs> I, I got to hear from. So most of y'all are saying a bit. Okay. Because if I'm being serious, I do think you're like, and, 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 and it, it really makes me go, if this mother. Looking at the special team snaps he has, looking at the versatility fullback running back, he might be, he might be, he might make this damn team. <laughs> hey, no, the no, no. All right, YouTube, don't get me. I got cut it off. Don't believe YouTube got me. All right, I just had to know, but I am sticking to it. Even though, even though I'm sitting here on this on this show today, and 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 I'm being real with y'all, I, I dove and dived in a little bit more on this room, and and I think he might have a leg up. I still think if Rico is healthy, he'll outplay him. I think he'll outplay him. So I'll stick to it. I'm not going back out, even though it's a bit. I'm not going to back out. I don't believe he'll make the team. I think Rico will. But if he does, I'll somehow, some way, find a way to get a Ryan All jersey. If I got to reach out to Ryan All himself and say, hey, dog, I don't know where to get your jersey at, but can you ship me one or, or just send me the link? I cash app you, Venmo, which I just need a jersey. You'll be like, why? Don't, don't worry about it, man. Just, just send me the goddamn jersey. Just, <laughs> just send me the jersey, man. Uh, so I, I'll hold on to it, y'all, if he makes his team. But I, I personally think that Rico... If healthy, should make this. Am I wrong on this one? Something tells me I'm going to be wrong. Hey, Super Wallace says he's the best of the group. Gregory says punt return. What are you talking about? He going to be a punt returner? Oh, I'd love to see that. Oh, I'd love to see that. Jake the Great was good, brother. He, he just dropped a donation in here. If I missed one, I'll go back and check. But Super chat. He says, Ryan Nall is making the team running back, fullback, and special teams. I kind of feel like he is now, too. <laughs> I done walked myself into this, didn't I? Mm. So, yeah, yo, before we get into the top two, that is the stable behind our dynamic duo. There's the dynamic duo, and then there's the dudes. Who from the dudes can make themselves notable to make this squad i got rico 
that's the one I got. But I think Ryan Nall and Rico are head-to-head. And then the rest, Jaquan, Malik, and Aaron, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for those guys. They're probably here uh, for camp and for preseason. But you just always have a chance. You always have a chance in preseason when you're competing for a down roster spot to make the team. None of these guys are guaranteed. None of them. So I've got Rico and, and Ryan 1A, 1B. Ryan all calls his own plays. Oh, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. I'm, and th- when I'm out there or down at Dallas, and if he makes a play, I'm going to try to get this on film because I guarantee you it might not go viral. It might not go viral for, for you know, Cowboys Nation, but it'll go viral on this goddamn channel. I'll tell you that much. It'll go viral. All right, so before we get to, to Zeke and TP, because that's business. That's serious business. We got to button up the, you know, loosen, not loosen the tie, but tighten up the tie and get down to business because these two are the guys that are going to help carry this offense um, in the 2022 season. Let's take a quick little break, a little sip of water, get a sip of your coffee. Uh, before we move on, we'll talk about this week's ride of the week, which is the Freeman Hyundai 2022 Elantra Hybrid. Really been thinking about this hybrid situation, man. The 2022 Hyundai Elantra stands out in traffic due to its unique style, but underneath the sharply creased sheet metal is a spacious and practical compact car. Its cabin is decked out with a similarly futuristic design, and several high-end features are offered, especially on the high-end trims that help with the wow factor. It does it looks like a good car? It does. But I think the big, the biggest selling point in today's economy and with the gas and all that stuff is the miles per gallon. 53 city, 56 when you put on the hybrid. You can't beat that. Um, you can't beat that. If you want more information on the Freeman Hyundai ride of the week, hit up FreemanHyundai.com or visit Freeman Hyundai in Irving, Texas. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Swain said, I got a V8. It's rough out here on these streets, man. His gas prices is crazy. He said, I got rum and coffee. Isn't that called an Irish coffee? I'm learning. My lady got some Irish. I'm learning. Yep, yep. Rico had, had hip surgery. But his hip surgery is behind him, apparently. He's fine. It's the knee surgery that has him out of uh, minicamp. Trey said, dude became a bit. He did. That's what I love about, you know, you're not going to get that on, on the networks. You got a bit out of Ryan. No. Come on, man. Can't beat that. Y'all crazy. Pick and pop. Is CJ Goodwin getting cut this year to make space for a real cornerback? Because Kelvin Joseph's status with the league. All right. Let me ask that question. So we did the cornerback state of the unit um i think first or second camera i think it was second and i didn't even put cj i don't even think i had cj in there because he said it out of his mouth on my show i'm not really a corner he was like i I can't i'm not a corner i can't do the cornerback things like they want me to do 
I knew what I was when I came into this league. I knew what was going to help feed my kids and my family. And it was me being a special teams beast. And we did a who's hot, who's not with their hot seat. I put just a tiny bit of heat on CJ. And the reason why it was just a little bit of heat um, was because they drafted a corner in the fifth round and they got uh, Nation right. And I just don't think those guys can cannot make the team. Fifth round pick, I, I know it's going to be tough for him to crack the roster, but I don't, it seems like they want to keep all their guys. So who are you getting off, right? Is it going to be CJ? I don't, man, CJ's a beast with special teams. I have a hard time getting rid of him. I think he's in super good with uh, Bones. So right now in June 14th, I'm going to say no. I don't think CJ gets cut. But if Nation, if uh, Deron Bland, if somebody else is just beasting on special teams as well as showing some value at their position, you're going to have to make a tough decision. You're going to have to make a tough decision. Nick Ralston, I think he's still on the squad. I want to say he got signed to a uh, futures deal. We do got a call. Let's take a call before we get into the rest of the unit. What's up, 737? What it is, what it do? What's up? It's your boy Dak not done yet, man. What up? Dak not done yet. What up, man? Chilling, chilling, chilling. Hey, so what you think about Simi, man? I heard a lot of talk, a lot of ups and downs about Simi. What you think about Simi? I think he's got to have a good camp and a good preseason. Um, I'm not, I, I like Simi coming out because of his traits. 6'3", 220, runs a 4'3", big, fast receiver. I'm biased to, to the big guys that can run fast. Um, he's got to, you know, Secure the catches in the preseason game because he's been having a case of the drops a little bit. But uh, if he shows out in yeah, preseason, I, I think he'll be fine. That's what I heard about his drops. And uh, I got something a little bit off topic. Law Nation was talking about yesterday. What do you think about this flag issue? Do you think that's going to be a problem this year? The what issue? The flags. The penalties. Oh, the pe- I mean, brother. Dak not done. It's the Dallas Cowboys. I've given I up. Know. On thinking that like just, I, I've given up. I've it's given like they up. Just in our face. It's like they just spit in our face and they just keep doing it. Yeah, bro. I, you know what? You know, I have this theory where I say I feel like the players have to overcome the coaching in the front office. Um, now I'm going to have to throw in the refs. Like, that's just – and I hate to be that Cowboy fan, but but history don't lie. Like, they're the most flagged – one of the most flagged teams, I think top three since 2000. So – this isn't like it's just one regime. It's every single regime. So at this point, man, they're just going to have to be buttoned up a little bit more. There are some penalties that you can, you know, that you can help, like yeah. the pre-snap penalties. You got to do better with those. But but thinking that the refs are going to bail us out of pass interferences and holdings and all that shit, I'm done with that. So right. just clean up the pre-snap penalties and, you know, just hope for the best. Okay, hell yeah. Okay, I'm going to let you go. I got to call us. No, uh, you're the only one right now, bro. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, man, but uh, but yeah, I was just curious about these uh, about these receivers because it seems like I don't know. I, I, it seems like we got a few good ones, but I'm 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 just I'm just curious about the receiving group, man. I'm real I'm real curious. It's I was uh like two years ago we had all these rookies come out. It's a question mark, uh, to say the least. There's there's potential. Right, we I, I like James Washington. Uh, we all like Tolbert. Yeah. 
lamb is lamb. Uh, but in a way, and honestly, not even in a way, it's unproven. It's an unproven group together. Whereas we've been we've been used to a pretty proven group over the last three to four years with Gallup and Coop, then Gallup, Coop, and Lamb, Gallup, Coop, Lamb, uh, Cedric. So we've kind of had it good at receiver. Now it's kind of like, okay, there's talent in the room, but they've got to go prove it to us that they can e- either be better than the previous group or at least as good. Yeah, me personally, I think the defense will have to step up and give the offense time to start clicking. I think. Hope that they can do that. I mean, I, I put pre- I'm putting pressure on the defense, man, to take the next step. Now, yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean they'll be the number one defense in the league. They could regress in turnovers, but they can still be better elsewhere. So, I got this defense being the team, being the part of the team that carries them for the most part. Um, and they're going to play complimentary ball. They're going to have to play complimentary ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think we got a good defense up front. I think I got a good, uh, a good defense unit not all the way around. I'm not too much worried about the offense. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of, I'm just hoping these receivers really, really click in and really lock in. Because that first game, it ain't gonna be no, it ain't no blowover. They're, they're, they're going to definitely get tested that first game. Well, the first five is, is going to be a test. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they kind of put it on us. That's why I understand how they said we have the easiest schedule. I'm like, uh, where? Well. I guess in the middle. We, ske- I guess in the middle. Scheduling, I, I like our schedule. I don't think it's that crazy. Now, again, that's right now in June. We can get to November and half of the teams we think we're bad end up being really good exactly. or, you know, yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. That, that's, that's where I'm getting at because there's always something that you would never think that's going to do, do something and start making noise. And it's always. the opposite too, right? There's always a team that is expected to be decent and they're like, ah, boys are trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, but listen, brother, appreciate, appreciate you called. Uh, Dak oh, not yeah. done oh, yet. Remember that name, man. I'm telling y'all, we go. I'm telling you, bro. I have a feeling about us going through Super Bowl. I told you that. Hey, Remember listen. My name. We need. So, some... so when we make it, you be like, you know what? That dude, Zach Not Dan, show said that. I'll, I'll put your name on a, the list of the rest. We we got a couple of them in the chat that that have the Cowboys okay. winning the Super Bowl this year. I ain't going that far yet, but uh, listen, we need some of that. Oh yeah. All right. Dude. All right, brother. Yeah, the receiver room is uh, it's talent in the, in the room, just not proven together. That's all that is. That's all it is. All right, let's let's just get right into the rest of the state of the unit. And before we get to the big guy, the big gun, and Zeke, we got to talk about Tony because I think Tony can be just as much of a big gun on this team. And we've talked about him at nauseum. Uh, this offseason and rightfully so rightfully so because this man needs to be featured uh last year 130 rushes for 719 yards at 5.5 yards per carry if you could look at his career average in regards to yards per carry he's been among the league leaders his whole entire career he's just that type of back uh 39 receptions last year which is again criminally low for 337 yards Point six yards per reception which is pretty dang good for a running back and he led the Cowboys in 15 plus yard runs with 
nine. I don't know how much more we've got to say to get him involved. Now, according to Cowboys in June, he will be. He will be. In fact, let's go ahead and listen to Tony Pollard talk a little bit about making the most of his opportunities. This comes from uh, the Dallas Cowboys website. This is Tony Pollard. I mean, I'm a team guy all the way, but... I mean, I'm gonna let my action speak for itself. So, feel like you can do more. That you want to do more. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, sir. They, uh, Mike talked about you playing a little more in the slot, catches more passes, things like that. How open are that to you, and how much do you pride yourself in versatility, being able to do both? Uh, I mean, I'm open to anything. You know, just being on the field, being able to make you know the most of my opportunities. So, if I have to line up in the slot a little more or wherever it takes, you know, I'm ready to do it. Do you love the fact that? Yeah, it's it's definitely different, you know, uh bringing back to college. Um it just makes things a little easier, you know, being out wide, catching the ball, not having to worry about first line of defense, the linebackers, then the safety. So, you know, once you out wide, you really just have one one guy to beat and then you can off to the races from there. A lot of people were talking about weapons that are gone on offense this year, and mostly receivers. You know, so it kind of feels like there's more opportunity maybe for you to catch passes. Because I'd say, do you notice that? When are you ready for that opportunity? Yeah, um, it's definitely a lot of opportunities out there. You know, with guys like Coop leaving, um, guy like MG not probably not going to be ready for the first game. So, you know, guys got their shots, got their opportunities. You just got to maximize. Again, some people saying hey, you need more touches. Are you one of the people saying you need more touches? Uh, I could I could agree with that. I let them watch the film and, and determine. Let me tell you about Tony. Uh, I feel like I'm better the more I'm more involved in the offense. You see the reporter, boy, the reporter. <laughs> The reporter is so I gotta give him credit for that one. He worked his way into that. So so what you saying is the offense is better when you touch the ball, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I would I would say that. I would say that. So they, they should get you the ball more because if they get you the ball more, then this offense is gonna be a better overall offense. I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but that's basically what you said, right? <laughs> okay, I gotta give it to him. Listen. Tony Pollard, when he's when he says those things, he ain't lying. He sees what's going on. Go follow his his his, his socials on Instagram. He, he he just 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 peep what he what he sees and likes and shares and things like that. Tony know he that dude. He knows the situation in Dallas, but he's a good dude because I, you know, how many guys with that talent and the production? I mean, you can look at it here. Minimum 100 carries, eighth and first down percentage. 4.8 yards off tackle. Third in the NFL in outside run average. Eight yards per carry. Eighth in the NFL in yards after contact. Seventh in yak per reception. Who who would just let this sit? That's silly. But anyway, how many guys with that production and in three years would be able to just sit there with his mouth shut? And not show any frustration. So I got to give him so much credit. I really do. I really got to give him a lot of credit. Um, if we take a look at the games last year where the Cowboys lost. And 
I took out week one because I this actually made this graphic the, towards the end of the season, but I added the San Fran game on. But if you look at all the games outside of week one, there's a reoccurring theme here. There's a reoccurring theme. The boys didn't run the ball well at all, period. Number one, 78 yards, 64, 45, 45 yards. This is terrible running days. And you can say, well, they could be good running days if you only told the rock 10 times. But go look at the yards per carry. 3.9, 3.2, 2.4, 3.0 in the San Fran game when you don't um, account for Dak and Lamb's rushes. And then go look at how many times Tony touched the rock. Four times against Denver. Seven times from a, a, a traditional running back standpoint against KC. Now, he did have the Wildcat run. But again, I, that's razzle-dazzle. I'm talking about getting him the ball as a running back, not as a quarterback wild Wildcat. Uh, 64 yards in, in Las Vegas. He did touch the ball 10 times there. I think that's the only game they lost where he touched the ball 10 times from a running standpoint. Arizona, three rushes. San Fran, four rushes. This can't happen. I don't care how bottled up you think the running game is being. If that's the case, I've been saying it for two or three years, whatever it's been. If that's the case, then the guy that can pop one needs to see the ball specifically more so on the outside because that's where he gets busy okay we we're having a hard time with biotish and and mcgovern and connor williams you know sealing blocks on the inside then cool get tony pollard to rock in another way more 20 personnel i don't give a damn what you got to do let him get outside because that's where he can get busy it's not rocket scientists rocket science it's not it's really not so they say that they will tp says that they will so i'm gonna ask y'all cowboys nation do you think tony pollard will be involved more this year or do you think they're just blowing smoke again because i don't know how many years you need to see it i mean this is this is fourth year i saw it immediately as a as a freshman or as a uh Rookie. Straight up as a rookie. I'm like, oh, this month, this dude here. He need roughly 200 touches. And it's going to help the guy that's above him. Do y'all think that the Cowboys will utilize Tony Pollard more this year? Or do y'all think they are just blowing smoke? Uh, Michael Magruder says that's we TP in the slot and Zeke running the way he did is important. TP is whole player. This is young dog. Sky, whose call was it to play a hurt Zeke over TP20? I promise you, Toxic, if I ever get a chance, I'll ask that question. I'm going to ask that question. They're going to remove. Hey, who's that young fellow over there with that A to Z? Go get those credentials. Hey, man, I tried. I tried. Uh, James, thank you, Sky. I've stressed this point so many times, and all I've got from others was you're making excuses for Dak. Um... But, folks, nobody's making excuses for Dak. I just know how the offense works. Oh, I think you're talking about the running aspect of it. Yeah, listen, I think we can all agree whether you're on either side of the spectrum, pro Dak or against Dak, whatever, the, the team is better when the when the running game is what class? Efficient. 
I don't give a damn if they run for 140 yards. There's a, there's a stat out there. Cowboys are 35,000 and 0 when they run for 145 yards, something like that. Well, well sure. If you run for that many yards, I would I would hope you have a ridiculous winning uh, percentage. But I'm more so worried about well, well how efficient were they on the run on the, on the ground? Because this, let me see if I can bring that back up. That ain't gonna work. That ain't efficient. Chuck believes they're blowing smoke. Dana believes yes. Calvin says smoke. Don't trust Kellen Moore to change. They're going to use him more because it's his contract year, says CJ. Well, wouldn't that be technically the opposite of what you would think the Cowboys would do? Contract year. We don't want, we don't want, we want him back. We don't want him to pay, right? Derek says smoke. Mike says we can dictate that the defense does with Zeke running like he did. TP a threat out in the slot. CD with more targets. Like, there's just, he has to be involved more, man. He just does. Smoke, says Marlon. They need to show me, says Jesse. <laughs> Swain said, we hope the smoke ain't no Reggie, but some god dang on gas. Touche, my ninja, touche. I don't believe it until they actually do, says Professor O. Damn. See what they done did to us, man. A lot of y'all believe it's smoke. And part a lot of me believes that too. But you ask me, you hold a gun to me, whatever, right? You threaten me. Give me an answer, honest answer. I do think they will. Now, how much confidence do I have in it? My confidence level is low, but I do think they will because, quite frankly, they have to, don't they? Like, don't they have to? Michael Gallup could be out for a few games. Guys, I love Jalen Tolbert. He's still a third-round rookie. Like, we have let's we got to see with that, right? Tolbert might it might take him a few games. Um, CD might garner more attention. So if CD's garnering more attention then other guys have to step up around him. That may not be every game, may not be every play, every series, whatever, but I'm pretty damn sure Tony Pollard is going to be utilized uh, in the passing game because they need him to be. But it ain't just a passing game. I showed you all the, the, the statistics. We saw the runs. Here's the thing I think is so underrated with Tony is he can run the damn ball really well. And I think people want to box him into being like a scat back or a gadget player or Oh, he's just Lance Dunbar. No, sir. He's six foot, 210 plus pounds or something like that. No, sir. He's not Lance Dunbar. He runs like 5'9". He's like 5'9", 180. I'm not saying you ram Tony Pollard up the A-gaps constantly, but you utilize him for what he does well. And then once we start talking about Zeke, you utilize Zeke for what he does well. Let's go ahead and talk about the head honcho, though, in the room. And that is one Ezekiel Elliott, who did do something last year that only technically two people in Cowboys history have ever done. 
237 rushes last year. Hit that thousand yard mark in the Eagles game, which I don't. I'm not going to poo poo it any more than I have. But I just thought that was just really weird. Hey, I got a torn PCL. Yeah, let me roll him out here in this meaningless game. But I'm going to sit Tony Pollard. Oh, all right. Uh, 4.2 yards per carry and 10 tutties. That's not underrated. 10 touchdowns. 47 receptions, 287 yards, 6.1 yards per reception. I think he's actually gotten worse as a, uh, a receiving back. Um, I don't understand why they continue to do that motion him outside thing, but just 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 utilize him what he does well. Stop trying to make him into something he ain't no more is what I hate. But he did have his sixth consecutive season leading the team in rushing. Now, down there, I have the late, great Don Perkins, which, by the way, rest in peace to Don Perkins, the Cowboys' first great running back. He led the team in rushing his first seven out of eight years in Dallas, but never six years consecutively. So that was a bit of a mistake. But Tony Dorsett and Emmett Smith are the only other two running backs to lead the, the Cowboys in rushing six consecutive seasons. So that is no slouch. Um, by Ezekiel Elliott no slouch at all in a way while yes he gets dinged up he's still one of the more durable backs in the game that's a gift and a curse right it's a gift because hey I'm going to play it's also a curse because I'm going to play but I'm going to play dinged up and dinged up and dinged up and more dinged up and that's two consecutive years now of being dinged up and the only thing that really stopped Zeke in my opinion even though I know the line dwindled the main thing let me say this the main culprit or he's tore P he tore his pcl if you look at zeke's first six games he was on a tear he was on a tear and in fact if i'm not mistaken i think about a game and a half of that uh was with the pcl injury but but like injuries the more and more you play on, on them the more and more you wear on it the worst is going to get, the worst you're likely going to get. The, look at the first six weeks. We showed this. Taylor two Zeeks. 17 carries per game, 86 yards, 4.8 yards per carry, five tutties. Forced 11 missed tackles in six games. Only eight. The remaining nine meaningful games. I didn't put, put week 18 up there because that just didn't matter. He had three games of 90 plus yards in those first six weeks. He had zero games. Above 52 yards the remaining of the season, the remainder of the season. So it was it was very clear that the injury hampered Ezekiel Elliott. And once we find found out what it was, it became frustrating. Because it's like, well, why the hell are you rolling him out there? Let him sit down and get healthy so he can get back to looking like this. Because weeks one through six, I said this before. I think that was the peak Zeke of what we have now. Not peak Zeke of, of freshman or rookie. He won't say freshman. Of rookie year. He won't ever be that again. I don't think he'll ever have that same type of explosiveness. But he might have been more shiftier. Right? You saw those offseason workouts on the field. So if we can get a healthy Zeke. I think you're going to get another really damn good season out of Zeke. I, I personally think the only thing that is in question is his health. That's how I see it, Cowboys Nation. 
That's the only thing that's in question right now. I mean, money aside, let's we're not we're not discussing that. He's not getting traded. He's not getting cut. He's here for 2022. We're talking about the state of the unit for 2022. Zeke is a part of that, big time. And if he stays healthy, you're going to get a good, a good Ezekiel Elliott. No doubt about it. Let's see what y'all talking about here. Uh, Super Wallace says he thinks he got hurt in game six. He got hurt in this game, if I'm not mistaken, right? Was this game four? Something like that. I think it was this game he got hurt. Uh, Professor Rose says Zeke and TP better come prepared to battle because Null is there for a reason. Somebody block Professor Rose. <laughs> Um, we've, we've, we've won, just lost playoffs. Uh, Michael, this line can run block better now. That's the hope, right? With, with, uh, Tyler Smith in town, you would think McCarthy would help out Kellen or put his input in cause his job is on the line. So Tino, that seems to be the theme for Mike McCarthy this year. The last two years, Mike was like, Oh, that's your boy. I, I can't go get my guy. Whoever installs it, calls it. Hands off. This is Mike McCarthy, y'all, gang. That ain't gonna work. Ain't my job online. <laughs> so, now it sounds like they want Mike to be more involved. This That's that's a whole other discussion we can have when in regards to this function. That's, see, you know what I'm saying? When, when we talk about overcoming coaching and overcoming front office, that's a combination of both. That's the front office button in saying, hey, leave him alone. Coaching not having the balls to say, screw you. I'm not. Um, and now it's, well, you know, we're going to need Mike McCarthy to have a little bit more say this year because, you know, you know, Kellen Moore needs help and all that. Yeah, okay. We'll see. Uh, Zeke hasn't lost anything. Sure he has. Defense is prepared for him more. That's all. Sure he, sure he has. Zeke is not as explosive as he was. That's that's a given fact. I mean, that's okay. Like, that's the thing. Like, there's this allegiance to him that people can acknowledge certain things. Just acknowledge what he is and have the Cowboys use him in that manner. Zeke is a hammer now. He's, he's a run, a downhill hammer. He's no longer that guy that's going to get you a 90-yard screen pass. He's no longer the guy that's going to bust off 15, 20-yard runs. 60-yard That's cool. It is what it is, as my guy would say here. It is what it is. It is what it is. But he's still exceptional with his vision. He has great cut, cut ability. We all herald him for his blocking, even though last year I don't think it was all that great. But he's that type of guy. But he's not that explosive back that he was when he came in. And that's fine. That's fine. Connor says these two running backs are better together. <laughs> They're better together. It's on the staff to properly split reps and effectively utilize TP. Zeke and TP are better than Zeke or TP. Uh, people wear a blindfold whenever Zeke shows his flaws. Yeah. You know, my, my man Mel. Mel, 
this, Mel, he don't play about this one. Zeke washed. He said Zeke washed. It is what it is. <laughs> Dana says, please don't blame Zeke. It's Kellen Moore's fault. Blame Zeke for what? I, I don't think many... If anything to blame for Zeke, it's again, he plays a tough, demanding position that requires a lot of train wrecks every play. And for the most part, these guys, unless you're an all-time great, they're not going to play 10 years at an elite level. Um, now, Zeke is trending towards that way if he bounces back and doesn't get hurt, but he's also trending towards being a hurt guy uh, moving forward. So that's why I'm kind of like, hey, man. Go ahead and let number 20 get some of these some of these totes because if you want Zeke to be peak Zeke throughout the rest of the season, giving him 320 touches, it's not the answer. Not anymore. Not anymore. So let's kind of review the room. Talk about Aaron and Malik being the undrafted guys. Uh, we all believe we don't think they'll have a shot at making this roster, but they got a chance to prove it to us here in preseason. Uh, Jaquan Hardy. I think Jaquan is a dark horse. I'll give Jaquan a, a, as a dark horse. My favorite throw is, is Rico Dowdle. Um, I think Ryan Nall and Rico Dowdle are neck and neck. I think Nall, if I had to be honest with myself, I think he has the resume to be kind of the leader in the clubhouse. But I think Rico's more talented um, and he can do the special teams things that Ryan Nall has done. But he's a more talented runner. So I think Rico is my favorite. And then Ryan Nall, who has the versatile tag right now, running back, fullback, special teams guy, probably the leader in the clubhouse to those guys. We'll see. All these dudes are going to be competing to, to play behind the dynamic duo of Zeke and Tony Pollard. Connor says Dalvin Cook a hurt guy too. He is. He's a hurt guy. Cowboys and Mavericks says uh, 230 touches a piece. That's so 460 touches between the two. That's a lot of touches, ain't it? C said, just imagine all the carries he had at Ohio State. That takes a toll on your body. A lot, man. It, it's again, it's actually. It's a tip to the hat that, that he's even been able to play. He's only missed, what, one game besides the suspension in 2017? That's that's no slouch, right, from an individual standpoint. But then you start thinking about what it does to you and to the team if, if you were clearly hobbled. Like, the game that stands out to all of us or should stand out to all of us, it wasn't just this game, but the play was against the Saints where I think they threw a swing pass to him or something or maybe it was a pitch or he ran outside. Zeke was clearly laboring to the sideline. And they had the nerve to run him back out there. And then not only just running back out there, split him out wide. Anybody that's been here during the regular season, Toxic, you can speak on this, Professor, uh, Trey, all you guys that have been here the regular season. What's the one formation I absolutely loathe? TC, all y'all. I'll see if y'all was doing y'all homework back then. The one formation I absolutely loathe because it's idiotic because they don't use him. He ain't that type of dude. This ain't Le'Veon Bell. It just blows my mind. And I specifically pulled these plays out on purpose to show y'all. I'm not just saying this. When I go back on, on Monday 
uh, mornings and I'm watching the all 22 and these things are happening. I'm, I'm not I'm not hiding plays that it works. It might have worked one time. Let's see if we got it in here. Line to Zeke. Or wild, okay, no, no, no. Not Wildcat Toxic. Nope, nope, nope. It ain't the Wildcat. It's not the I formation. I don't mind that. CJ Richards. There we go, sir. There we go, sir. There we go, Connor. <laughs> what? There we go, Andrew. Absolutely. CJ, when they move Zeke out the backfield. Andrew, empty set with Zeke out wide. Connor, you hated the motion Zeke out and the double OG in the backfield. I didn't, I didn't mind the double offensive guard in the backfield, but it was it was where they did it. I could not stand Ezekiel Elliott. And I, I'll find a damn place for y'all to show you. Going out wide, empty backfield. Literally on the boundary. And you know what he did? Uh-huh. He just turns to the quarterback and he stands there. Or he just kind of just jogs off. The, he's not a threat. So what you do is you put pressure on your front five, which was lousy for the most part in spurts, to block up these guys or the blitz or what have you, and it just did not work, man. I think it might have worked one time. I hated it. Hated it. Put Zeke back in the backfield and let him block somebody. Give him the option to come out the backfield and run a, a wide route, option route, whatever. Hell, audible and run it anything but put Zeke out wide the player you should be doing that with and actually giving the ball to is Tony Pollard so I pray that they don't do that formation this year on a consistent basis this happened multiple 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 times a game and nothing great came out of it and I'm not blowing smoke y'all I'm not blowing smoke there was a play against and I'm sorry that I'm going on a rant because now I'm passionate about this because I brought it back up steam's coming out my ears there was a play against the Vikings that almost cost the Cowboys the damn game. And you think about it. Uh, Cooper Rush, the, the game-winning drive, matter of fact. They motioned Zeke out to the backfield in the red zone. <laughs> so now you got Cooper Rush, who can't run, going up against, I want to say they blitzed, or they sent five, which is technically blitz. And the pressure got to Cooper Rush, and he's drifting and he's drifting. Connor Williams is, is in a fight with Dalvin Thomason and he holds and now it's a holding penalty backs him up. It's third and 11 all because you wanted to rush or you wanted to motion Ezekiel Elliott out. Why? As opposed to sticking his nose in there to help Connor uh, Williams out. So I digress. I just think it's a stupid. Like, what are you doing, Kelly? Whatever. Let's get Nacho on. Nacho, save me, man, because 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 I can't stand that formation. Nacho, what's up? My man, my man, uh, good morning, blessings. Hey, listen, your frustration is 100. Um, I'd like to think that most Cowboy fan base feel the same way. You know what it's going to come down to? It's going to come down to, uh, I'm, for me, it's going to be our OC, Kellen Moore and McCarthy, do something about this because at the end of the day, what we have is we have multiple players and talented offense for the last few years, and we haven't been able to figure out what I thought at one point with uh, with Garrett and Linehan 
remember that remember was it about was it twenty fourteen if I remember correctly when we finally seemed to have assembled DeMarco Murray, you know, we had we had that power running game. We were a power running game first to open up the passing lanes. Um and we just had an identity and yeah. I just haven't I haven't seen us have I mean, like, if I ask you or you ask me or you ask any Cowboy fan base right now, okay, what's our identity? There isn't one, Nacho. Um, I think we had this conversation a bunch, right? Like, like there is no identity for the right, Cowboys. Right. Uh, if And here's, here's this has been my thing for years about being a running team identity. That's not a problem as long as you have a defense that can complement that. I'm not talking about a, a opportunistic defense like the Cowboys were last year. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about an elite defense. I'm talking about damn near historic if we go back and look at the times. But you truly need, and, 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 and this is not a joke. Go look at a lot of the teams that you know lean primarily on running the, the ball, that win the Super Bowl, not get to the playoffs, not, that win the Super Bowl. Your defense needs to be elite. And I don't think Dallas yes. had that during that time period when they figured out their identity offensively. And, and again, we're going back in time, but if they were going to lean on that, which they should have, you had the great, the second great wall, you had DeMarco Murray and then Zeke early on, then you should have poured all your resources defensively to go get you some ballers to make sure that that defense can complement the, the running game. Because once you get to those playoffs – you're going to need them because it's a slow down game. You're not really a high paced offense. You might get into some battles defensively and you're going to need that defense to step up. And, you know, what happened over the years? It just couldn't make a third and 20 stop or whatever the hell it was. You you know what I'm saying? You, you, you couldn't stop Aaron Rodgers on one leg. Um, in 2018, you, you, you couldn't stop uh, Jared Goff from doing a damn quarterback scramble or whatever it was. Uh, that got them that first down. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you need the defense to be great if you're going to lean on the run game. And, you know, and and to that point, um, you know, I really, I, I, am the op, I, I am the optimistic person that really believes, again, as I've shared in the past, that, that I feel that what we drafted – you know, this year, in the last few years, I think slowly and gradually, I think they're getting all the pieces together that they need, uh, specifically on defense. Understanding that, yes, we did lose a lot of elite-level starters in, in, in prime position starters. But even then, I, think I the, still feel that. But not so. I think defensively, know, they're, I think defensively they're going to be good. I mean, if they're not, I then I'll so. come on here I and say so. I was wrong. But I think the defense is, is – I'm not worried about the defense, to be honest with you. So it's our offense, right? And, 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 and to that point, I don't know if I – I tell you what, I, there was a point that I really was a big fan of Kellen Moore. And, you know, he was young. He was innovative. He just seemed to be that type of a, you know, call him what they were – you know, they were calling him like that – the boy genius and all that. Boy wonder. And I, and, and I, 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 or boy wonder. And I tell you what, I, I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I got to, I got to admit, I was. And there was points where I was like, man, you know, 
I mean, this is good. I mean, this guy's got, you know, he's dynamic. He's ahead of the game. And obviously, you know, how he was, you know, at the beginning of the year and how he started and all that. And then all of a sudden, it's like, man, like, what happened? And, and I really don't know that I can trust him. It's a theme for Kelly, That's man. That's my theme. It's a theme, man. I think, I think a lot of us was drinking the Kool-Aid. Now, for me personally, I was making it. And, you know, I was sitting here like, oh, my goodness, yes. Let me get the water right, pouring the sugar. And it wasn't like I was taking cups of sugar. We don't do that. I was pouring the sugar in there. But but right? we got to about week 10, week 9. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let me slow down while I'm stirring the sugar a little bit. Get to week 11, I'm like, wait a minute now. Let me put this back in the refrigerator. I ain't thirsty just yet. We get to week 15, I'm like, hold up. I don't even want this funky-ass Kool-Aid no more. What is going on? So, you know, because I was definitely giving him props. I'm like, okay, Kellen. Now, now, not the props. A lot of people was, you know, hey, our next head coach. Whoa. No. But it was looking good. But, again, this is a reoccurring theme. 2019, 2020, granted injury, so it's kind of hard. And 2021, start off hot, gets weird at the end. You know, lastly, uh, let me tell you this. You know how they say you are what you are? And, 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 and we may be in that type of scenario. Um, my only hope is that if the pressure has been put on McCarthy by Jerry to say, like, hey, listen, you know, you are the, you are the big heffy. You are the guy that, hey, you're going to have to oversee things. And now if he's going to – now if, if McCarthy is going to go ahead and role play and basically say, I'm not going to have my hand my, – I'm not going to get my hands dirty – on anything, I'm just going to oversee. I'm going to allow my coordinators and my coaching staff to do their job. This is what I do. If he's going to live on that, then that's going to be on him because this is this will be a critical year on that, and he'll be gone. But if he gets involved and he can be that type of a mentor, which I thought he was going to be, whether he is or he's not, towards Kellen, something's got to give because if they cannot – this offense and get it to where it should be. Otherwise, uh, this is going to be, you know, it, it's well, going to be, be one of those. There will be a new coaching hands. staff, Nacho. Flat out. There will be a new coaching Absolute, staff. Absolutely, right? Period. Absolute. But hey, dog, I got to get going, man. Appreciate the phone call, Nacho. All right. Absolutely. You have, too, you have a great day, man. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. I think if you could, if you could put your money on anything, if the Cowboys don't make the playoffs or, or, or don't do well in the playoffs, they're gone. They are gone. And and I don't even think I don't have Kellen as a favorite to replace. I don't even have Sean Payton as a favorite. Although money, the money probably is on Sean Payton to replace Mike McCarthy. I got Dan Quinn. Unless this defense is just bad, you know, goes back to being inconsistent. I got Dan Quinn. And I know not a lot of people don't like that. But I feel like it's a safe pick for, for the Joneses. Um, I wouldn't be against it. Now, will he be my number one option? No. That's another conversation. I don't want to drag y'all into that. But I definitely don't have uh, Kellen Moore as the, the favorite to be the offensive uh, coach. I mean, to be the head coach. Shout out to my guy, Vach, in the building. We'll be back on today, right? We good? I think we're good. We're back on today over on the volume. 306-ish. Shout out to the three-ish mafia over there. I don't got the war call, but I got you, bro.
<laughs> Nuance Nation in the building. You want to talk about bits and, and whatnot. Boy, we be dropping one every single show. And like he always says, you don't want to miss it. Because if you miss out, we ain't finna explain the joke or nothing like that again. You just missed it. It is what it is. <laughs> My lady said the ish game is strong with whip. Indeed it is. Uh, Kareem from Delaware. What's good, Kareem? What's up, Scott? What's up with you? Oh, man. The kids are finally out for summer break. I can enjoy my summer now. So so usually most parents be like, ah, goddamn, the kids is home. <laughs> I gotta deal with the craziness. But you said you could deal, you can you can enjoy your summer. That's what's up, man. No, I'm I'm a school teacher, so I, I'm on my break now. Oh, well, shoot, yeah. All right, congratulations, man. This is this the good time of the year. So I've, I've been I've been tuning in every day like normally, but I've been having to work, so I haven't been able to call in. But I bro. um. Yeah, I I heard some stuff about T.J. Vash, and I, I said it earlier when we first started. I said T.J. Vash might have a – I like him over Simi just because of his size and his hands. I think he might get a – I think he might get some spot starts with Gallup being out. Simi might – I mean, uh, Vash might get a chance to do something. Spot. I mean, technically, he did. He he did because uh, Washington and Tober had been out, so he was getting some first team reps. Uh, but boy, he still got to yeah, fight. But, he got to fight to go through Tober yeah, and Washington. Yeah, that, that, I'm not gonna lie. We're picking up all those undrafted free agents. The, the wide receiver room is kind of deep with unproven. Just with unproven, it's kind of deep. They got like maybe four or five guys that's fighting for maybe two spots if they don't get on the practice squad. Yeah. I, but um, I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, Scott. No, I was just going. I'm just concurring with you. I, I I think I think that Vasher will make it difficult on these coaches, but like a lot of things, man, we just got to see it. And, and until we get to training camp, it's, it's tough right now. I'm trying to not get too excited about what we're hearing. I want to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put any biased eyes on anything. At least until the preseason game. Let me just watch it. Let me just see how they flow and move yeah. and kind of like real time with a couple of preseason games. I don't know. See, the thing is, I don't know how much Dak is going to play in the preseason because you need that. You need that time and you need that. I don't want that connection and time and have to start once the games start counting in week one and week two. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. I hopefully Dak can play a little, maybe like the first half or the first quarter, a couple of these, because we only got three this year. Right. Games. He ain't playing the last one. Uh, first game, again, we'll we'll talk to the coaches. They'll, they'll talk to the coaches and see, you know, how much. I got a feeling he ain't going to play in that one either. But, but that second game, I'm sure he'll play at least a quarter. Maybe at, least, at minimum a quarter, maybe the first half. But to be honest, I don't think that's where the the, the chemistry and and that develops. I think it's in practice. I think it's important for those dudes to be out there in practice uh, because that's where you're going to get the most reps. That is true. I think, and I think that's where Washington might take a hit with not being healthy and able to be out there. Hopefully he gets healthy soon, out being able to be out there yeah. and get that chemistry and get those reps in and get that timing right. But, yeah, I'm not going to hold you up too much long. I just wanted to say that um, I'm looking forward to the preseason to see how everything flow. I'm kind of 
I'm leaning more towards the defense because I feel like we got another year with Quinn. I feel like the defense is going to be much better than last year. I'm not dependent on the turnovers. I'm just happy with getting off the field on third down. We get off the field on third down. Dak can be a little bit more patient. Don't I don't see him as a guy that gets upset when he don't make plays, especially with coming in with a kind of new wide receiver call oh, keeps, Gallup not being out there. He keeps his head. Yeah, I, I like that about him. So, I, again, I don't care if we go 17-0. and 0. If we don't win at least two playoff games, that 17-0 and 0 means absolutely nothing. And I looked at our schedule. We ain't really playing no hard teams this year. So I'm not going to be really impressed with us blowing out the Giants and beating right. up on the Bears and all that. Like, I don't care about none of that. Me neither. Uh, it's going to be – I think I, I dubbed it like the big five. There's like five – and, again, this could change, right? Like the Tennessee Titans, I'm not trying to say they're not part of this, but the Titans, the Colts, they're not terrible teams at all. They're, they're solid teams to good teams. But, you know, I'm trying to find a schedule here. Um, You know, the first five games – just give me one second, bro. Give me one second. Where the hell is the schedule? The first five games, I think, are going to be important because you play some of those top teams – um, from last year at the very least. You got the Bengals, you got the Bucks, and you got the Rams. And then you also got the Packers, who they might not be the same as last year, but, you know, the Bucks, the Packers, at the Packers, I don't give a damn who they got. You're playing at Green yeah, Bay yeah. against Aaron Rodgers. That matters to me. Right. Um, at the Rams. Those, those, uh, those are the only seasonal games that I'm really looking hard at. I don't care. I don't – and I'm – and you like oh moral victories they played good no I want to see yeah that's over bro <laughs> uh, that's done I, I want to see dominance and I'm and I'm not even talking about dominance in the scoreboard I want to just see like dominance like they control the tempo like, hey Kareem but Kareem don't we, we just gotta take baby steps they gotta get the dubs oh yeah just win yeah, just win yeah, baby yeah. like yeah. like I don't care yeah, if you win fun. sixteen to thirteen against the man I don't care if you win six to nine against the Rams I don't care if it's seven nothing against the Bucks. Just win because that 110%. is, yeah, that's been the problem yeah. over the last number of years against the top teams in the league. You know, you just haven't but truly gotten it done. That's also the, the real quick. That's also the knock on deck too. When it's time to step up and play against the top tier team, he kind of like disappears. But when he played against the Eagles and the Giants and the Redskins, he's, Four touchdowns and 300 yards. Wouldn't, and everybody got some. Wouldn't that be the that case for the man. entire team? That. Huh? Wouldn't that be the case for everyone, though? Very true. They all kind of. But that's starts at the top, though. Mike McCarthy. Uh, that's that's the that's the part that when you when you get paid 40 million dollars, when you're the franchise quarterback, you're going to get the blame and you're going to get the you're going to get the wins. Well, you should. But here it's if we win. It was the running game. It was the defense. If we lose, it was Dak. That's just the unfortunate thing about being the Cowboys. <laughs> Seriously, you know, context don't matter with them. But if you really do look at a lot of those games, there's maybe a, a handful, maybe. People be like, man, this game was completely lost because of Dak. But other than that, he's a part of the entire team just being terrible, and he's the quarterback, so it's going to fall on his shoulders. Yeah, I, I, I ain't going to hold you up. So I appreciate you, Scott. Keep doing your thing. I love watching this show. When I when I'm when I'm logged in, it don't come up as uh, my name. It come up as Mr. Radborn. So when you see Mr. Radborn in the chat, that's me, man. Mr. Who? <laughs> when it come up in the chat, when I when I when I log in in the chat, it comes up Mr. Radborn. Radborn. All right. I don't really see you in the chat too much. 
Yeah, I, I be because you know school school hours, brother. You be on doing school hours. Ah, true, true, <laughs> true, true, true. Well, it's the summer now, brother. Yeah, keep doing your thing, man. I'm gonna keep logging in, and again, I, I'm a, I'm gonna keep my eye. I'm not gonna be too biased. I'm gonna wait a couple of preseason games, and we're gonna see how the season go. Go Cowboys! This might be our year to win a couple playoff games. I sure hope so, man. All right, bro. Peace. All right. Ah, that was an interesting conversation at the end there. Y'all know how I feel. He just got to finish. All the opportunities in the world to do so against the, who was it, the Bucks? Which one? He got finished there. But the uh, Niners, Cardinals, Raiders, just finish. I don't give a damn how you play in between those games. Uh, in between, In between that, just finish. But uh, I do think he bought he bought the line, hook, line, and sinker, Cowboys Nation, the ESPN liner. Oh, he doesn't show up, but it's not true. It's not true. He doesn't. He Maybe he doesn't finish. Maybe he hasn't been finishing, and I talked about that. But we we got we got to be smarter Cowboy fans than, man, he'd be doing good against the Giants. Yeah, those teams are terrible. Of course, the numbers are going to look better. Go look at the rest of the league. That's kind of what happens, right? When you play better teams... Those numbers ain't going to always be 400 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. No one cares, though, when you finish. People will look at the Cardinals game. You go look at the actual numbers. They had three touchdowns, no interceptions in that game. Nobody gave a damn because it was an ugly game throughout and the Cowboys didn't finish. Had he finished, no, Dak Prescott leads the team. And so he just has to finish, man. From a number standpoint, only a handful of games where it's been absolutely terrible numbers so we can't be buying into this this line like that cowboys nation there's context to these things man we got to be smarter than that we can't we can't we can't do that all right what's good 681 yeah mr Re- oh, there you go there you go right there now you in there brother that got to finish strong. He absolutely does. That's that's my number one thing for him is to get back to that. I actually have a number um, on that. His first three seasons in the league, he was top two or three or maybe been one in game-winning drives and comebacks and all that stuff. But the last three, and I kind of want to throw away 2020, barely played. He has like one, if I'm not mistaken. So, And he's had multiple opportunities. So um, that's my number one thing. That's, that's it. I'm... I'll let y'all fight amongst deep ball accuracies. Got to put it in ball play. I'll let y'all fight all that crap. He fine with me with that. Finish. Obviously, continue to grow and develop as a quarterback because you're never done doing that. I don't care if you've been in the league seven years. Uh, We've heard a lot of the greats talk about that. Continue to do that. But on the field, just finish, baby. (laughs) About to get me a shirt because I don't want to get in trouble from the Raiders. Not just win, just finish. One game at a time, says Mr. Radborn. I promise y'all, and I'm going to need y'all to hold me to it. Hold me to it this year because I went into last year one week at a time. That's been my mantra for, like, the last three years. And I kind of allowed the noise, I allowed the success to take over me, and I started looking ahead. Now, did I break down the games one week at a time? Sure I did. But, man, I, I kind of let go a little bit. And once we got to that back half of the season, 
I let go and I couldn't get it back because I I was yeah Cowboys yeah but I was like man I don't I ain't feeling too good about this man hey, <laughs> this don't feel too good so hold me to it man one week at a time we're gonna hold on to the 24 to 48 hour rule we're gonna celebrate that Monday if the Cowboys get the victory we're gonna we're gonna soak in the loss if they lose and we're gonna move on. We're not looking ahead this year, man. I, there's a lot of people that do. You know, hey, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Cool. Cool. We kind of need that. Me, one week at a time. Enjoy these wins. Have fun with it. Get over these losses and move forward. Don't let me get out of pocket this year, y'all. Now, we're still going to do cookouts for those who haven't been on this channel. We we do a, a thing here where it's, it's kind of like player of the games. And we have a cookout and we have a grown folk table. And those who are at the grown folk table are the ones who had a good game. So we'll continue to do that. Uh, Oscar says, guy, get a shirt with you and Jane on it and wear it on Vacha's show one day. Damn. Vach, that's kind of ruthless, man. I wouldn't do that to my guy, Vach. I wouldn't do that to my guy, Vach. Only thing I hate about Dak is he talks too damn much more than Dana. What? Let me just read this to y'all. He talks too damn much more than any QB in the NFL. I don't want to hear all that damn blabbering like more bark on the field. Please. All right, Dana. I'm not. All right. He talks too much to you. What are you supposed to do? That's a press conference. I just don't understand these kind of things, man. This is the kind of stuff you usually see on certain, you know. All right. I guess. Talk too much. Um, Sources. Dallas Cowboys tied in. Reports to camp. Yep. Yep. Uh, we talked about that earlier in the in the show. In fact, uh, bring up the roundup. Nah, I won't bring up the roundup. But, yes, Dalton Schultz is back at minicamp today. And um, I don't know if the, Cow if the Cowboys people will be down there. Dana, you want to keep going? I don't want to do this to you. <laughs> it's true. Dana. It's a quarterback. He talks as much as every other quarterback in the league, Dana. If that's getting your, your goat, just breathe. Understand that he talks just as much as any other quarterback because they go out and they get interviewed after the game, right? They get interviewed at their locker room Dak ain't talking outside of that Dana so just breathe let it go you'll feel better these are normal quarterback things <laughs> anyway man listen we're gonna end this show we're in a little bit of overtime we're getting into the weeds we're getting into the weeds a little bit here uh good stuff today state of the unit running backs here is the well, actually, not that one. We don't want that one. This is the running backs we talked about today, y'all. We, we went through them in-depthly, uh, gave our opinions on who may make this team and who may not make this team. And we talked about Ryan no. to the no, no. So I did it. Are y'all proud of me? I talked seriously about Ryan no, and I talked myself into thinking that this mother sucker might make the team. I'm at the weird jersey. 
But it was good stuff today. Uh, make sure y'all tune in later to A to Z Sports Primetime with Mo. And then hit up A to Z Sports Dallas.com for all of our articles from our fantastic writers. And if you haven't and you're new here, hit the like button, man. Hit the like button. Subscribe if you enjoyed this thing. But just know, if you come in here, it ain't for play play. It ain't for play play. You you you, you kind of gotta you gotta have something if you're gonna come up in here because the bomb squad gonna keep you in order. Bomb squad! And I damn sure gonna keep you in order. So, you know. With that said, y'all, I'm gonna hit this button real quick. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna give y'all one minute, then I'm gonna hit this button. Professor O said, very proud. You show peak football knowledge. That was good. That was good. I gotta see it. Cause I don't think y'all understand. Let me let me pull it up. Let me, let me pull it up. That was good. He said you show peak football knowledge. Hey, hey, uh, 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 King. I, I, I think, I think that's not toxic. Who was that? Professor O's coming for your one-liners, bro. Coming for your one-liners. Now, 409, why would you call in at the end of the show, 409? Should I take the call, 409? King Element says, Sky about to line up at running back with the do-rag <laughs> with the flap out. Did anybody wear the do rag with the flap out no more for my do rag do rag uh folk? Who is wearing the do rag with the flap out? I've never done that. I've always, you know. Sometimes I run around a crib on purpose just to get on her nerves with the do rag with the flap out. But who wearing the flap? Hmm? Oh, what you done said, Trey? Hell no to eight o'clock. <laughs> Get on the phone. Trey, you be doing my man dirty. 409, you got about 30 seconds. What's up, 409? Hey, man. Uh, the, you just read about the dude talking about Dak talking. I do wish that he would be a little more vocal, you know, as far as on the field instead of just having that look on his face. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, man. I, I would just kind of like it. Huh? You one of them well, too? No, you know, no, I, you know, I like his press conference and stuff. That's what he's supposed to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I would think, you know, uh, he is a true leader. That's no doubt about that. You know what I mean? But I just kind of want to see him get into somebody. You know what I mean? You've seen the Aikmans, the Irvins, and stuff. They won't let the team get down. There's no way they're gonna let the team get down. Well, he damn sure ain't no but, Michael uh, Irvin. But, but yeah, Troy, Troy used to get digging their ass too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, your Brady does it, you know what I mean? Uh Manning does it. You know, it's like, you know, I don't I don't want him to get out of his character. You know, you don't have to be somebody you're not. And but maybe but maybe but isn't that what you, in, isn't that what you ask him to uh, do though? If that's not who he is. No, no. But if yeah, hey, if that's the skin he's in, that's the skin he's in. We you know, we always talk conjecture and stuff, you know, we talking on these podcasts and stuff and everything like that, you know. We gonna watch the team just like you say, man. I take every week. I'm gonna enjoy a week, you know what I mean? I'm, uh, if it's a loss then we hey, we got next week, you know. And um 
I, I enjoy seeing my team, man. I enjoy football. I enjoy, you know, seeing my team, cheering for them and stuff. They're not going to do everything you want them to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you're going to cheer for them. You know, nevertheless, you're going to cheer for them. You're going to hope for the best. You know what I mean? If you see players doing things that you like for them to do, you be like, yeah, that's all right. You know what I mean? And if they're having success, you know, uh, nobody's giving out trophies to fans. You know what I mean? Fans, sure. we do that because we want to, because we enjoy the game. Cause we enjoy seeing the success, you know. Uh, it's not gonna, it's not gonna, you know, life changing. But hey, it's fun. It's fun talking on the radios. It's fun talking on the podcast. It's fun chopping it up, you know. Cause hey, this yeah. this is just like what you do with your partners at the barbershop. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. And you know you you doing. expect people's opinion. You know you put your opinion out there. You enjoy it, man. And that's what I'm. That's that's what you were just saying. You know, hey, let's enjoy every week. Let's enjoy watching our team. You know what I'm saying? The good, bad, the ugly. I'd have been through one and five, and man, you know, one and five was great because they had a Monday night game against the Redskins. And that was the win. And the whole time, we had everybody in our ear, man. We was at a club. We had everybody in our ear saying, man, y'all going to be, y'all, y'all might going to win a game this year. And we beat the eventual Super Bowl champs that year. You know what I mean? That was our one win. And that was a big win. You know, feel like the Texan fans, man. The Texan fans, they don't care about winning the Super Bowl just as long as they beat the Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? So, and man, I, I like I say, I enjoy. I've been a fan since the '60s, you know. So I enjoy. Hey, man, have a great, have a great one, man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate the call. Thank you, sir. Well, I did not see that coming. But call in during the regular part of the show, and I'll let you go off, man. But you, you came in towards the end. I, I know it was about two minutes and thirty seconds there, brother. Uh, appreciate the call though, man. Hey, I'm gonna go ahead and press the button now because we're gonna get up out of here. I'm not going back on that conversation. Be out. Be gone. I'll be back on the YouTubes later on on the Vach Lombardi show. Check me out with my bro. <laughs> He's on a sermon. Boy, I tell you, you have got you better come in here strapped. Because the bomb squad don't play. I'm out of here. Love y'all. Peace.